Guys, it's your boy Cole, and today we're here for Outside the Box Cinematic Podcast. We're not talking about sports today. We're talking about some movies. Outside the Box Movie Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. Today I'm joined by my two movie critics, Zach Cignoli and Nick Peter. How's your guys' day been? Good. My day has been great. Oh, it has been fantastic. So there are 23 movies in the MCU. I forgot to say we're, we are ranking all the MCU movies. Uh, we're going to start it off with number 23, the worst, and we're going to go all the way down to the best. The order is going to go me, then Petey, then Chiggs. Let's just get right into it. My very, the very last movie, uh, this could all be in your guys' bottom three, if not the worst one, easily. Thor 2, Thor Dark World. Uh, pretty much in this movie, Jane Foster, which is just, I guess, an American. She finds the Reality Stone, and which is one of the six stones. And Thor has to protect her before the Dark Elves, which come from another planet, catch her. And take over the nine realms. So pretty much what, what the Dark Elves are trying to do, they're trying to take the reality stone because obviously if you have a stone, you're goddamn powerful as hell. And they're basically just trying to rule over everyone. So I have one pro from this movie. It's Natalie Portman. This bitch. Uh, I have a couple couple of criticism uh, pointers about this movie. Uh, it's super boring. I This is the only movie in the entire MCU that I did not finish from start, start to the end. It is so bad. Uh, has the worst MCU villain, uh, which is, I couldn't even tell you the dude's name. It's like the head Dark Elves, because he has no motive. He has no motive behind this power. He just wants power. And then uh, there's really no huge battle at the end. It's kind of Thor kicking a couple uh, elves' ass. N- nothing too nothing too special. Number 23 is Thor Dark World. Uh, all right. Number... 17 through 23 spots are going to be a little bit different because those are movies I haven't seen. So I'm just going to rank them based off of like how I have heard, how good I've heard they are. But yeah. So at number 23, I have uh, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, from what I've heard, this really isn't like... It's, it was produced by a different studio. It doesn't really fit in like the mm-hmm. uh, whole MCU dynamic that all the movies have going on. And it's also not Mark Ruffalo, so that's another minus. So 23 is Hulk. Alright, uh, yeah. My number 23 and 22, I haven't seen because obviously I've heard they suck ass. My number three spot is the Incredible Hulk. Like Pete just said, I mean, I just watching the trailer and stuff, I watch uh, pretty much all the trailers and this, it, it looks terrible. It looks god awful. Hulk just looks like he has lupus or something. So, you need, I don't know. So, yeah, that's my 23 spot. My number 22 spot's going to be the Incredible Hulk. Um, Pretty much what happens in this movie is uh, in an, uh, uh, Dr. Bruce Banner attempts to recreate Captain America's super soldier serum. Uh, obviously, Captain America was five foot four, ninety five pounds before he got injected with the serum and then turned into a 6'5", 245 beast with raw muscle. So Dr. Bruce Banner was trying to recreate that, accidentally fucked it up, uh, and he absorbs so much gamma radiation that he turns into the Hulk. Uh, and he has to, uh, along with that, he has to hide from the military because the military are trying to capture him and uh, kind of weaponize him, trying, uh, trying to turn him into like a secret weapon of theirs. And uh, then he has to defeat uh, Abomination, who is another guy who's a soldier that wants to be like the Hulk and kind of turns into that villain. So the pro of this movie is that Hulk kicks ass on like the more recent films. Um, anything 2016 and beyond, we see no sign of the Hulk being actually cool. Besides maybe that one uh, gladiator scene in Ragnarok. And uh, both of the latter two Avengers films in Infinity War and, and Endgame, uh, uh, Thor, not Thor, Hulk is nowhere to be found. 
which is not a not like good for for uh, Hulk fans. If you're a Hulk fan, you want to see the big green monster kicking ass, uh, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> so in this movie, I think that's the one pro is that we actually get to see Hulk doing what he's doing. Cons is no Mark Ruffalo. I think Mark Ruffalo plays it way way uh, plays. I can't talk today. Plays the Hulk way better than the the first actor does. And Abomination, which is the villain, the big orange Hulk. It's just is just like Hulk, but better. So there's like no variety, like what we see in Guardians of the Galaxy. For say, you're seeing all these guys uh, fight a big like god who's Ronan or a big leader Ronan, and uh, his play style is way different. Play style, say it like we're talking about sports, uh, is completely different than any of those other guys. When Abomination versus Hulk is just watching two Hulks fight against each other, which I don't find entertaining. Maybe some people do. Number twenty two, I got Hulk. All right, so my number 22 spots, again, movies that I haven't seen, so can't really talk much about them. Uh, I have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ooh. I, I really have zero clue what this movie is even about. So, yeah, that's my that's my number 22 You spot. seriously haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? No. I mean, it's not that high on my list. But yeah, it's not that good. I mean, it's on Disney Plus, Pete. You got to go check it out. I mean, it has Paul, it's an Ant-Man film, so it's going to be funny. But yeah, it's not super high, but I guarantee if you watch it, you'd move it a couple spots up. All right, um, my number twenty-two spot, another one I haven't seen, uh, Thor: Dark World. Thor: Dark World. Cole explained that movie, the pros actually, well, the the pro. There's only one good thing about it, which is a hot chick, <laughs> and the Collins obviously. Dude, chicks. Like the entire chicks. movie. You know how hot that movie is. How how what? Do you know you know the girl Natalie Portman, the hot girl. If you watch Star Wars, there's three straight movies of her. <laughs> she oh, dies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, so number 22 spot for Dark World. All right, moving on to my number 21 spot. This I feel like 22, 23, they're the two, the givens. Thor Dark World, Incredible Hulk. They're kind of the scum of the MCU. Any, I mean, any movie standalone, any of these movies are going to be good movies. Hits in box office. But when you're when you're held to such a high standard, um, a lot of these movies get get trashed on a little more than they deserve. Uh, my number twenty one spot is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, after a crash landing on an unknown planet, after uh, on the after being on the run from the Sovereign, who uh, Rocket Raccoon steals the batteries from, uh, Quill's father appears and tries to make Peter team up with him to rule the world. Uh, and, and Peter and the other guard team up to take him down. Uh, pros I have of this movie is an absolutely great soundtrack. Any Guardians of the Galaxy film, uh, it's kind of based on seventies and eighties music because that's that's what uh the the child Peter Quill listened to when he was a kid. So he he has those uh he has those songs saved on his mixtape or whatever whatever it's called cassette tape. I don't know, I'm too young. Uh, all the characters in this movie they're super funny and likable. Besides Mantis, fuck that bitch. And uh, I think in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy two we get um. A lot. We explore a lot more into Yandu, the blue dude. He's a great character, and he gets yeah, he gets he gets much more developed in this film than in the first one. Obviously, in the first one, he was more of a villain, and uh, in the middle to end of this movie, we see him more as uh, a not like a protagonist, but more of a hero than he was. Some cons about this movie is there's not as much action as some other Marvel films that you'll see. Uh, the Ravagers' revolution is kind of pointless and used as like a time filler, I guess. But they really didn't have any point to like re- rebel against Yandu, uh, and then Taserface brings us down a few spots. Fuck that dude. <laughs> All right, uh, 
It's my number twenty-one spot. It's just gonna be the first Ant Man. I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't. That's bad. not that good, dude. I haven't seen it. Oh my! What? From the bits and pieces I've seen in uh, of him in Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, he seems like a cool character and all. What all? But I don't know. He's in a Dude Perfect video though, so that's a. Ant Man sick. It's just funny. It's funny. I'll Those movies are hilarious. They're like, like I feel like the funny movies of the MCU would be the two Guardians of the Galaxy, the two uh, uh, Ant Man's, and then maybe like Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok talks about orgies. But yeah, those are, those are the five funny ones. I like the Devil's Anus. <laughs> B, that's a bold take though, my friend. That's not bold. I haven't seen. It. I haven't oh. seen it. You can't really go. All right, well. All right, you guys aren't gonna like this one. Number twenty-one spot, I got Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> I didn't see the entire full movie. I actually, I watched like half of it at Cole's house, and then I watched the other three fourths at my house. I Made mean, the other half at my house. Good math. But, but I'm not gonna lie, I was on my phone most of the time because it really wasn't that entertaining. Um, so I don't really have any like critiques on this because I don't know, it's just not really that good. I, the the villains and stuff are pretty fucking weird. So yeah, I'm just gonna put him at twenty one. The movie. How are the villains weird? I don't know. They like like morphing anyone. That's not. They aren't the villains. Okay. (laughs) You watch the old movie. They're they're not even the villains. (laughs) Oh well, yeah. Number twenty one spot Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moving on to number twenty. I got Thor. Thor one. I think it's like the third or fourth movie in the MCU. Uh, Thor's about to take the throne of Asgard until the Frost Giants show up to fuck shit up. Uh, Thor wants to battle, but Odin disagrees and banishes him to Midgard, which is just Earth. They call it Midgard. Uh, some pros of this movie, Thor and Loki's relationship first gets introduced here. And I think Loki, I think what a, a thing that Marvel likes to do is kind of underdevelop characters, not give us too much insight on their background and like their motives and stuff. This is the one, I okay, I should say one time, this is one of the few times that they do this with Loki. They develop Loki super well, and this is kind of the uh, the origin of him. Uh, Darcy and Selvig, which are kind of the two scientists on Earth. Uh, they're great side characters. They provide a couple, like, interesting lines and tidbits. And then Loki's true lineage was a great ad. Him not being um, Asgardian, him being a frost giant, I think kind of adds to him him being more evil. Because if he was just from Asgard and uh, just want, and tried to, like, obviously this was before the Avengers, but then, like, wanted to become a villain and fuck shit up and be kind of frowned upon, but him being a froth giant, which is an enemy of Asgard, kind of makes it more acceptable, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, some cons is action isn't absolutely fantastic. It's not the best. Frost, frost giants are one of the worst villains in the MCU. They're kind of weak. They're not very powerful at all. And uh, the movie takes a little bit to develop. Uh, it's kind of slow-paced. So I got Thor at number 20. All right, my number 20 spot again. Haven't seen Well, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie, and... I know how to how it ends and everything. Uh, it's Doctor Strange. Uh, Dormammu. The coolest the part movie. about this movie is probably the ending, where he keeps he puts uh, the planet dude in an infinite loop, and he just like Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And he just keeps coming back until he lets him. Back. That's, That's why Doctor Strange is easily one of the most powerful villains. Villains, uh, one of the most powerful. The heroes. most powerful heroes. Uh, goddamn, Wanda, fucking. Captain Marvel or with Wanda any day of the week. Maybe Captain Marvel took down an entire spaceship the size of like 
Juliet, Illinois. Oh, what is controlling an entire town of people's minds? We don't know that. I actually saw a theory that says that she's not the one controlling it. That's Maybe a, she's the one under control, that's a, too. That's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number um, 20 spot is also is also Thor 1. Cole pretty much um, capitalized on that. I think yeah, Thor loses, Thor loses his hammer, and he's he's not, like, worth anymore, so he's got to go back, and he's got to trying to get his hammer back and stuff and like obviously I don't know. It's just it's not that good of a movie. It's cold basically covered. I'd say it's a good movie. I, not as good you're gonna be surprised at my list. <laughs> and number one spot I got Thor. <laughs> uh number nineteen I actually have Iron Man three, the third installation of the Iron Man series. Uh the plot the Mandarin is this guy who's just kinda acting like he's terrorizing America. Uh but in reality it's just a cover up from Aldrich Killian's plans. Some pros of the Dora Watch limited edition. I felt kind of bad for Aldrich Killing at the at the start of the movie, but he just kind of turned into a dickhead at the end. Uh, some cons. A uh, large part of the plot is based off of The Incredibles. Literally, a uh, dude like looks up to somebody, uh, Killing and Stark, and then the one redheaded dude and uh, Mr. Incredible, and then kind of turns on him and becomes the villain of the, the, the movie. And uh, the Mandarin had so much potential, but it got ruined. The Mandarin is big terrorist dude just wants to fuck up people's lives kill some dudes and um it got ruined i think at the end of the movie which i think if the mandarin was actual like the actual villain and this badass guy it would be top 10 for me because that that fights end scene would have been really really cool um but uh i think there's hope because there's a movie coming out i think at the end of this year or the start of next year called shang chi which is kind of like uh some karate shit i don't know and I think Mandarin is set to be the villain of that one. So Iron Man 3 is going to be my 19 spot. I think it had potential, and it got ruined at the end. Uh, my number, we're at 19. We are at number 19. 19 spot. Which again, I still haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Uh, well, these ones are on Disney+. Plus. I don't know where to find them. Yeah, the three movies from the MC that are on Disney+, Plus are... Hulk and the two Spider-Mans, because the Hulk is owned by Fox, I believe, and then Spider-Man's owned by Sony. Uh, yeah, this movie just... I don't know. I like the original Spider-Mans when, like, I watched those as a kid. Toby Maguire. Maguire. The best Spider-Man movies, except three. Three sucked. Uh, I, I've never, I couldn't even tell you what happened. But yeah, the, uh, the one reason I don't like these ones is because there's not really a origin story at least i don't think or at least there is it's not the first time we see spider-man in the mcu is actually in captain america civil war when he's like a 14 or 15 year old kid i mean he's being played by like a 20 year old dude which i don't know why hollywood does that but and then michael michael keaton i think as the vulture it's pretty cool Uh, he's fair i don't know spider-man homecoming All right. Um, my number. What are we? Nineteen. And my number nineteen 18. spot is um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh wait, no, we're on nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, we're on nineteen. So basically, uh, Scott Lang, Ant Man. Is he's trying to like eat like before in the uh, the other movie Ant Man. We'll get to that later because it's a pretty good movie. Um, he's got like this this kid and shit, and he's trying to decide what? if he wants to be <laughs> this kid and shit. You mean Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah he's trying to divide the um 
it'd be like a like a superhero or like a father and he doesn't really know and then they find a new villain and they have to uh they have to fight side by side him and the wasp yeah, hold on and this is this is your this is your description he's got a daughter yeah, I, i'm not gonna lie i didn't villain that he has that to either. stop that's what happened so far I didn't really watch the movie. <laughs> what? Shakes, you said you only you didn't watch two of the movies, and then you said I'm like the biggest MCU fan here. You, you, you were oh, on shit, your phone. My horn. It's Marvel, and you didn't watch the whole Ant Man and the Wasp movie. Well, the half I watched in Captain Marvel sucked. No, dude. Captain All right, Marvel my number Marvel. eighteen spot is Ant Man and the Wasp. I'll give you a better description of the movies. Um, obviously, after the events of Captain America: Civil War. Uh, Scott Lang and uh, Hawkeye. I forgot the dude's name. I think it's uh, Barton. Yeah, Barton. They get uh, they have they have a family. They have kids. They get put on house arrest instead of being put being put in the prison. Uh, they're on a two year house arrest. Uh, while doing that, Scott's in the bathtub, and Scott has a vision that he's Janet Van Dyne, which is Hank Pym's wife. And uh, he teams back up with Hope and Hank. Hope and Hank are very very mad at him because he stole the Ant-Man suit to go to go fight in Berlin. Uh, and they they team back up with him, uh, and they have to get Janet out of the quantum realm. Some pros of this movie is the Wasp is badass. The Wasp is pretty much just Ant Man suit, but she can fly and she's got guns. Uh, Luis and the uh, the XCon company are very very funny. They just add a couple solid kind of funny lines. Uh, I have all caps here. Jimmy Woo with a fire emoji because I I love that man. Jimmy Woo is a god. And uh, I liked how they set up Cassie for Young Avengers. For those of you who don't know, Young Avengers is a movie that's supposedly coming in Marvel Phase 5. We are currently in Phase 4. This won't be out for another three to four years. And pretty much just uh, kid versions of, not kid versions, but like some of the original Avengers children, just some, some young Avengers, really. So I think the characters that are set to be in it are Morgan Stark, which is obviously Tony Stark's daughter. Cassie Lang, which is Ant-Man's daughter. Um, I think the twins, who, uh, if you guys watch WandaVision, Wanda's two uh, twin sons, they're set to be in it, and uh, a couple other people, I believe, are set to be in this movie. So, I and basically how we know they're kind of setting up for that is at the end of the movie, Cassie Lang, which is obviously Ant-Man's daughter, says that she wants to work with him and be a sidekick. So I think that's setting up for it. Some cons of this movie, some stuff that I didn't like, is Bill Foster was underutilized. Hank Pym's old partner had to help out Ghost, which is the villain of the movie. Uh, Sonny Birch is a terrible character. I don't, I don't like that dude. He just pisses me off. And the end fight scene in San Francisco wasn't super crazy. Uh, it was pretty fun to watch, pretty entertaining, but it wasn't like super like action packed. I'd say. So my number eighteen spot is the Man of the Lost. All right, so there's only two left that I haven't watched, and at seven, sixteen, eighteen, shit, uh, yeah, eight. I have Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, oh, I like that movie. I'm biased with Spider-Man movies because of the Tobey Maguire ones. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I mean, he's no Dr. Octopus, but probably good. <laughs> yeah, Far From Home. I really don't have much to say. All right. Um, yeah. My number 18 spot is um, Iron Man 3. Um, the reason that it's, like, super low on this Listen, I actually like enjoy the movie, but like the villains, eh, they're they're not really that good. Um, so yeah, there's I mean, there's really nothing much to say. I mean, limited edition. Tools. No, there's definitely stuff <laughs> there's to lots say. of stuff to say. Do you not like this movie either? <laughs> I I did. 
talking, there's a lot to say. You just can't think of anything. To I'm say. talking about movies that I've never watched, and I have more to say than you. <laughs> so yeah, Iron Man three. Number 17 spot, Spider-Man Far From Home. I actually watched this movie like four hours ago. Uh, pretty much what happens is during a European school summer vacation, Spider-Man meets a new superhero. I said that in quotation, named Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, he helps him take down the elementals trying to take over Earth. And uh, it, towards the middle of the movie, it gets revealed that Mysterio is, in fact, the villain of the film. And Peter has to take him down. Some pros of this movie is there's awesome visuals, kind of like the scene you see in Doctor Strange where there's, like, some mind fucks. There's a couple of those in this movie. Uh, Ned is also a very cool character. I like me some Ned, which I think he's actually going to be the villain in the next series. That's what happens in uh, the, the comics is Ned turns into a villain. So we'll see that. Uh, Ned. It's do- <laughs> it's Dude, dope he runs a solid three miles per hour. I don't <laughs> Dude, if you look at his Instagram page, he's losing weight, bro. There better not. There better be Doc. All right, I'm going to look third at Spider-Man. right now. Uh, it's dope to see fighting in a new country. We've never seen fighting in uh, the UK. It, it takes place in London. Uh, and it's also a very funny film. Uh, some cons, I wanted more of Nick Fury. But actually, in the end credit scene, if you, I don't know if you guys saw this, in the, after the credits, it gets revealed that throughout the entire film, Nick Fury was being played by a scroll. Wasn't actually Nick Fury. Nick Fury was out on a beach on vacation. It gets revealed, so that's kind of cool. It's kind of implementing the scrolls more, which I like. I like myself some scrolls. Uh, I really hope for more Nick Fury. I like I said, I think maybe he could get a TV show. And it feels like they nerfed Peter Parker in this one. I feel like, I feel like in the first Spider-Man: Homecoming when he was like fifteen, he he was like better and like more talented, I guess, than in this one. I feel like they he kind of got nerfed. Uh, Petey just left here, so Chiggs, you, you give me your opinion on number 17. Oh, okay. All right. Um, my number 17 spot is um, Ant-Man. And the, the first time, basically, like, so he goes and steals. Like, they're, no, there's, like, a big safe and stuff, and they try to go. And he's, like, these two. Um, it's him and, I think, two other friends. They do a bunch of, like, cool shit. They're, like, roommates or I don't know. So they go in this vault, and they're trying to look for a bunch of money and stuff. So they can steal. But there's just this one suit, and it's an it's this Ant Man suit that basically can I mean it can morph you into you can either be thirty feet tall or can be you can be an ant. Do you remember these movies very differently than how they happen? <laughs> All right, uh, I, I'm I'm, really? I'm back. Yeah, Peter, Peter, around seventeen. All right, we're still there. We're good. Uh, I had a brief interruption there. My bad. Sorry, I don't go in my car when I record these. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, so number seventeen. <laughs> Uh, you're probably very unhappy that I haven't seen this, and uh, it's 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 Black Panther. Oh my god! <laughs> I watched I watched it. I've never seen this movie, and uh, that's why it's at the top because of how like highly regarded it is by pretty much everyone, and how much of a cultural significance it has. Maybe I'll watch it for Black History Month. You never know. Probably. It's a very good movie. It actually came out I think three years ago in this month. It's crazy it's three years old, too. Uh, but yeah, getting into my number 16 spot, I have Doctor Strange. Stephen Strange is looking for an answer to cure his hands. Uh, if you guys have seen the movie, you know that Doctor Strange gets in a really, really bad car crash on the highway, and his hands pretty much, he has to learn how to use his hands again, and it's really difficult for him to use them. And uh, while he's doing this, he stumbles upon the mystic arts in uh, the country Nepal, Nipple. And uh, he masters the mystic arts, and he has to take down Kaecilius and Dormammu. 
I'm surprised this movie is it introduced one of my favorite characters, which is Doctor Strange. And it's the first time we see the Time Stone in the MCU, and we get to know how it works. I feel like uh, the entire MCU up to Infinity War, it's just kind of, uh, obviously not all of the movies, but most of them are just kind of um, introducing the stones and so- showing how the stones work. I feel like the most used stone is the, what's the blue one? It is the Tesseract. I feel like the Tesseract gets used the most. Um, some constant movie. It's very, very slow paced. The the action doesn't really happen until the end. Uh, Kaecilius doesn't really have a uh, motive behind giving Earth to Dormammu. So pretty much what happens is Kaecilius is a uh, former student of the Sorcerer Supreme, the Chosen One, the Ancient One, not not LeBron James, the Ancient One. And uh, pretty much the Ancient One derives her power from the Dark Side, whatever it's called, the Dark Dimension. And uh, Kaecilius is trying to take her down. And pretty much what Kaecilius is trying to do is he's trying to give Earth to Dormammu to let Dormammu do whatever he wants with. But um, there's not really a clear motive. It's kind of you have to do a little bit of digging to find that out. My number 16 spot Mr. Doctor Strange. All right, my number 16 spot. Uh, this is starting off with movies I've actually watched before. Well, I guess I've watched half this movie. Uh, it's Thor, uh, Dark World. Um... See, this should be below all the movies you haven't seen. <laughs> you know the shit. Like At least I watched. I'd rather watch the cat movie than this. <laughs> wait, wait, this was the one. Tesseract and shit got stolen, right? Uh, not the Tesseract. Wait, Tesseract? No, no, no. This is no. the this is the the redstone. It is the uh the ether. That's what it's called. The ether. It's the uh, the mind stone. Yeah, the red one. Okay, well. I mean, the only things I can remember for this movie is Thor's mom dying. Which happened. Mm-hmm. The Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth sex scene. I remember that one, too. It was pretty good. One. I <laughs> mean, if that had that, that's, that's immediately going up to a top five movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just watch that. <laughs> All right. Um, my number 16 spot is um, Spider-Man Far From Home. And it might look a little low, but like I like all the movies above it, I don't know. Just Marvel has a lot of good movies, but Far From Home, I I really like this movie. And like Cole said, it's like, how would you describe it? like those those visuals and stuff? It's um, like he's getting to, he's getting into Peter's head and stuff, and he just he's messing with his mind, messing with his mind and stuff. And somehow, Peter Peter was like, oh, he's like they're at like the bar or something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Peter Tingle. Yeah, and no, so Peter gives <laughs> Peter gives. Fuck, what's his name? Shit. Uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. Peter gives Mysterio the glasses, and the glasses are, like, really, really powerful, like, billion dollars. Edith. Yeah. So, they're really powerful, and he can, he can basically, like, can, can, like he can just... Safety. Buy, he can just mind-switch Peter. And Peter doesn't know what's going on, and then finally, at the end... Jeez, you are an awful storyteller. <laughs> and he does this, <laughs> and I think he does this. I think this I'm happens. pretty... Oops, excellent. Excellent. All right. So, um... It puts them in that visual again at the end. They have their final fight, and Peter goes like full Super Saiyan mode, and he starts. There's like a bunch of drones that create these big, these big visuals that look very, very scary and do a lot of damage, but they're not actually real. And Peter starts fighting the drones at the end, and then he finds Mysterio, and he ends up killing him. But so yeah, number sixteen. We don't see him die. He could be back in the next movie. Uh, but my sure. number 15 spot is going to be Avengers Age of Ultron, the second Avengers film. Sorry. Uh, what happens in this movie is Tony Stark develops Ultron, the highly highly AI, 
Uh, but things go things go sideways. Things go wrong, and Ultron wants to take over the world. Uh, they let Ultron get access to the internet, and uh, Ultron finds out that things aren't so good, and he wants to fix the world by taking it over. The Avengers have to reassemble to take down the robot, and uh, in the end, they do. They do take down the robot. Some pros of this movie is they introduce the twins, Wanda and Pietro. Ultron has some funny moments because pretty much Ultron is composed of a bunch of different people. It, he's composed of Banner, Stark, Jarvis, Friday, all those people. So obviously, Tony Stark, very sarcastic person. Ultron's also very sarcastic. And it starts off with a banning. We get to see that, that uh, the scene where they're fighting in the snow. It's also very cool. Uh, some things I don't like about this movie is they, they killed off Pietro way too early. They literally just they introduced a, char- a character at the start of the movie and then killed him at the very end. Not not very cool because he, he was Quicksilver. He run very, very fast. He was literally like the Flash of the MCU. I think it would have been cool to see him in some uh, some more films. But uh, they killed him off. Uh, and we also see the downfall of Hulk. This is the last film where Hulk's actually cool. At the very end, he gets shipped off to Sakaar. And uh, then he turns into a bitch. He turns into a very, very big bitch. So at number 15 spot, I got Avengers Age of Ultron. Which is a fantastic film, too. It's just, there's so many films better. That's how good the MCU is. My number 15 spot is, you probably have this nowhere near 15. Uh, it's one of the only two films I actually dislike in the franchise, and it's Captain America, the first Avenger. Wow. <laughs> um, this is another one where this, the first half of the movie is... This probably has maybe the second best origin story out of all the standalones. Um, the first half of this movie is phenomenal. And Who's the best origin story? Iron Man. I guess, yeah. Um, and the, the, the biggest problem I have with this movie is, well, there's two. The uh, first one is uh, they, they montage through World War II would make any sense they get through in a good three minutes i like i don't understand that red skull as a whole as a villain i just feel like he's kind of bland and doesn't really add much at all yes he does he introduces hydra yeah but hail hydra oh hail hitler hail hydra all right. Um, my number fifteen spot is also Captain America: First Avenger. Hell yeah! I mean, Petey pretty much um covered most of it. I mean, the only reason it's so high is because it, it basically it just it just it was the first movie. It's gotta be it's gotta be decently high. It was not. The first <laughs> it was literally movie. like the third or fourth movie. It was the fifth. It was the fifth. It was no. It goes. The first one was Iron Man. Second one was Hulk. Third one was Iron Man two. Fourth one was Thor. Fifth one was Captain America. <laughs> Oh shit! It was the first movie. Well, God damn it! When I look up Marvel movies, that goddamn experience, it's the first one that pops up. <laughs> because it, it yeah, as you say, it's, it takes place in the forties. So, God damn! Uh, my number fourteen spot is going to be Avengers One Safety. Uh, the plot of this movie is Nick Fury, pretty much the head of Shield, assembles a group of heroes to defend Earth when Loki. Uh, of Asgard comes to take the planet over. He thinks he's supposed to rule it when he doesn't. The pros of this movie is a massive superhero matchup. This is really, I think, the first time in cinematic history or where we've seen all the, the, the amount of superheroes that we do all fighting together, which is awesome. And uh, the end scene is one of the most iconic scenes in the entire uh, MCU. 
uh, which is the Battle of New York, where this is actually the first time in the MCU where uh, the public is made aware of uh, of alien life. Before we've only seen alien life on uh, on Earth one time before this, which was actually in Thor, but it was made very, it was kept very very private only only with Captain Marvel as well. And uh, yeah, but the, the public didn't really know. Yeah, the public didn't really know about that either. Um, so this is the first time the public knows about alien life, uh, which and they they're not really too happy about it when the Chitari are fucking up their the best city in the entire the entire nation probably the best city in the world i'd say right new york city mm. not in terms of like quality but like if you think of like one city in the world or like one like in terms of like the staple city i feel like new york city. tokyo japan the best city in the best country hmm. uh and then for constance movie the first act bores me specifically the first scene where Loki just kind of appears, and then he goes to, like, that cheese party and takes some dude's eye out. It's kind of creepy. And uh, I think they should have included Thanos in this movie. The only time we see Thanos in the entire Avengers movie uh, is actually in the very, very end scene. Is the first, actually, I think it's the first post-credit scene we've seen, and it's just Thanos, and you just see him there. Uh, and the CGI is awful, too. And I think if you included him, not even a, probably 5 to 10% of the movie, I feel like it'd be better for um, our understanding of... Uh, the entire alien life and what's out there, but I get it that the MCU is trying to keep it keep it down, keep it quiet until the events of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which then we see actual Thanos talking to Ronan. Yeah, my 14th spot is Avengers One. Uh, my 14th spot, I have uh, Iron Man Two. Oh. It's the weakest of the Iron Man films. Um, my biggest problem with this is not true at all. Uh, it has to do with the plot that. Tony Stark isn't even like trying to find the villain of the movie. Um, uh, what's it called? The villain is pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, he literally says, "Are you talking about the the Russian dude or Whiplash?" Whiplash. I forgot yeah, that was his name. It's pretty. <laughs> I think it's the best Iron. I mean, Man film. The... I think all the y'all. Iron Man films are good. Besides Iron Man three, Iron Man three sucks. I mean, the only good I like I like all Iron Man. The only good part about uh, Whiplash is the scene at like the racetrack. Yeah, racetrack where he's that fucking one. the shit out of uh, Tony's car. Elon Musk's in the uh, damn thing too. Elon Musk's in the movie. But I just think as a villain, as a whole, uh, Mickey Rourke, he, he does a good job of what he's given, but. I don't know. He's got a goddamn bird as a pet. How is he supposed to be intimidating? That's no, awesome. he's not. <laughs> he's a good villain. He's just under He stinks as a villain. Marvel villains are awful. <laughs> Alright, um, my number 14 spot is, um, Age of Ultron. So basically, yeah, Ultron, he tries to, he's got his master plan, and he's trying to start, he's trying to start up a new universe without the Avengers, because obviously, and he's a bad guy. He fucking hates him. So, he like he's like taking all their shit and stuff, and he's so basically <laughs> all the Avengers. <laughs> I don't know how it's going. Fourteen age old Tron. Keep going. <laughs> oh. uh, my my number thirteen spot's gonna be the first Iron Man. The first. This is the first movie we've ever seen in the MCU. Uh, after being locked in a cave by terrorists, and uh, basically these terrorists, terrorists find uh, because before actually before the MCU, if you guys didn't know, 
Tony Stark before he was Iron Man was a weapons dealer. He made weapons for uh fucking bad guys. I don't know. He made or for the government, I actually believe it was. He made nukes and shit, some guns. And uh, so basically these terrorists capture him and want him to make some weapons for him. They just lock him in a cave and they said, Make me shit. Uh, and then during that, Stark develops a super suit to help escape the cave, except it's not so super. It's, like, made out of, like, trash cans and shit. And uh, then he returns to America, and he makes a better version. He has to fight Obadiah Stane. Uh, some pros of this movie. It's the first MCU film. Uh, obviously, it's a special place in people's hearts. And I think RDJ, I wouldn't say he's the only actor, but it's definitely the best actor. Yeah, probably, I'd say the only actor. He's the only actor fit to play Iron Man. He absolutely nailed this role. And uh, before this, uh, RDJ was a drug drug addict, and I think Iron Man and the MCU saved him. That's pretty cool. Some cons is there. There's no Don Cheadle. If you guys don't know, Don Cheadle's the guy who plays. Uh, I like uh, Rhodey. That dude better um, than Don Cheadle by a mile. Ooh, I do not like him. I don't like him. And then the plot also moves forward pretty s- slow. We see, a, I think, too much uh, time in the movie is spent in the cave. I think he should have got out of the cave faster to see more time of him battling and shit. Uh, but I, it's a solid, this is actually the halfway point. I think so. It's on the, it's on the upper 50% of my movies, Iron Man 1. Uh, so my number 14 spot, or shit, 12, 13. 13. Number 13. 13. I didn't do this yet. Uh, I have Iron Man 3. I think this movie is fine as a whole. Uh, but it kind of, the, the ending kind of gets pushed to the side um, in, like, the movies in the future because he's, like, done being Iron Man, but then he continues to be Iron Man for a good seven more years. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also, the villain this movie is... <laughs> I don't know. When I for, like first watched this, I was so intrigued by him, and then they just ruined him at the end, and I was actually, like, legit mad. Yeah, yeah the Mandarin. <laughs> But he's gonna be in the new movie. He's gonna be a dude. I don't know. I think I hope. At least I hope. I'll actually look that up. What Jig's going over his number thirteen? All right. Uh, my thirteenth spot is uh, Doctor Strange. Um, once again, I actually I really like this movie. And uh, so based Doctor Hand, uh, Doctor Strange, Doctor Hands, um, Doctor Strange. He got in a very bad car crash, and like his hands are just all types of fucked oh, up. Yep. Shang Chi may reveal the Mandarin. All right, and then. Is you got in a really bad car crash and he was a he's a doctor and obviously you know hands are very important and um so his hands get all fucked up and he can't really move them so he goes and he learns the mystic arts and he's doing all of his cool magic shit he fights who looks stupid ones Doctor Strange is and uh, the other guy I feel yeah. Uncle obviously said the time stone um, got introduced in this film. And it's an overall solid film, so I have it at my number 13 spot. Pretty solid film, but you can't even talk about it. But I, but I just did. But, see, see, Doctor Strange is probably a top three to five character of mine in the entire MCU universe. Um, I think the movie is not that good, but I think the character is really good. It's just the same thing with Thor. If Thor didn't have Thor Ragnarok, it would be... So garbage. See, Thor's Thor's roles in Thor 1 and Thor 2 stink, but in every Avengers movie and every other movie he's been in, they've been fantastic, which is weird. But moving on to my number 12 spot, Captain Marvel. Chiggs does not like this movie. Petey, Petey, have you seen it? Oh, no, Petey, you've seen it. 
Yeah. Uh, after discovering her shady past and origins, Captain Marvel, with the help of Nick Fury, uh, they team up with the Scrolls to stop the Kree from taking over the Scroll homeland. So, kind of, I think that's really cool about this movie is at the start, the Scroll is kind of painted as the villains, but once the truth comes out about uh, what happened to Captain Marvel, or I can't, what's her real name? It's like something Lawson, something like that. But yeah, Captain Marvel, they reveal what happened to her in the uh, the plane crash. The and uh, she kind of gets pissed at the uh, the Kree and teams up with the Scroll to take them down. Some pros of the Scroll are awesome. They're the shapeshifter dude. They're green. They're absolutely sick. I think we need to see way more of them. They need to be explored more. Uh, Captain Marvel is easily one of the most powerful superheroes we've ever seen. I think Captain Marvel could take almost any uh, character down in the MCU, maybe besides Doctor Strange, uh, which says a lot. And uh, young Nick Fury is also cool to see. The movie takes place in the year 1995. Uh, when Nick, and this actually shows us how Nick Fury got his. Uh, That's iPad. bullshit, though. That part is such bullshit. What? <laughs> he gets his eye patch. It's so lame. A flurgan or whatever. It's no, called. it was the cat. I thought like scratched the shit out yeah. of him. Yeah, flurgan. Yeah, that's bullshit. It should have been something cool. It wasn't a cat. It was a flurgan. <laughs> it's a cat. It was a flurgan. Dude, do you not remember when its tongue turned into like an octopus thing? Shit was dope. Uh, some cons about this movie is dialogue. The dialogue sometimes cheesy, and uh, Brie Larson is a really good actress. I think she's won multiple awards, but she just gets dicked by her character's cocky attitude. She's so cocky in the movies, which I mean she should be, but I don't know. I I think sometimes she's a little too arrogant, which we see in a lot of these characters. But it just kind of shows, which I think maybe means that Brie Larson's playing a good, doing a good job of playing her character. But I don't know. Number twelve. Captain Marvel. Chicks that I'm at 21. Yeah, I have it at 12. Uh, my number 12 is Guardians 2. It's just kind of mid for me. It's really like, great about it. I mean, it's obviously a great movie because James Gunn directed it. And <laughs> uh, James Gunn with his soundtrack are unbelievable. Guardians 1 and 2 have some of the best music in like any movie ever. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that I don't like about this movie is Baby Groot. And then, yeah, he should, I don't know. I just realized how many movies James Gunn uh, directed. He directed the Suicide Squad movies, uh, the Scooby-Doo movies. Those were sick. Uh, he directed Avengers Endgame. Oh, wow. it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's actually directed a lot of them. I'm going to keep looking. Yeah, Baby Groot sucks. Um, no, he I, doesn't. I, awesome. And Teenage Groot. The only good Groot is Guardians 1. Um, TV show James Gunn's PG porn. What the hell? Jesus. And then, uh, what do I like about this movie? Fuck, what's his name? Shit, I can't think of it. Uh, Dave Batista. Um, he. You like him, dude? I love his character. I I. Like his name, dude. I. I mean, he's not as bad as Mantis. I love. He's sensitive nipples. How do you like a character with sensitive nipples? I don't know. It, you don't. That's the correct answer. Like, w, I just watched WWE a lot, so I just like Dave Batista, but I don't know. I just like Drax as a character. Chig, what's your 12 spot? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> the best say, that's that's the best day. take he's had this whole time. Alright, but my number 11 spot, we're just going to skip over that. Number 11 is Iron Man 2. This is the highest Iron Man film I have rated. 
Uh, basically, what happens in this movie is the government and the military is pressuring Stark to hand uh, in the Iron Man suit after he announces that I am Iron Man at the end of the first one uh, to prevent any danger to society. And with the help of Rhodey, who is now played by Don Cheadle, uh, and the new War Machine suit that uh, Tony made him, Stark takes down Ivan Venko. Wait, what? Whiplash. His name is Whiplash. And uh, who Whiplash, pretty much his motive is he wants revenge against the, uh, the Stark family. Uh, the purpose of this movie is that War Machine and Iron Man's chemistry is fantastic. Don Cheadle and RDJ work very, very well together, I'd say. Um, Justin Hammer is a great villain to compliment with Venko. And uh, RDJ's sarcasm is better than ever in this one. I think it uh, just adds to the movies. Uh, I wouldn't say greatness because it's not a great, like, top-tier movie, but it's, it's one of the best – it's the best Iron Man. Uh, Constance movies, Vanko gets wasted in half the film by him just sitting in the warehouse building weapons with his parrot. And uh, the Stupid end fight bird. isn't too, like, it isn't too crazy. It isn't, like, real epic and everything, but it gets the job done. So Iron Man 2 is going to be my number 11 spot. Just misses out on the top 10. Uh, my number 11 spot, again, it's just, it's a mid-movie. Um, I have Age of Ultron. I, it's definitely the weakest uh, Avenger film. But it's still an Avengers film, which means it's good. I'm kind of blanking on like what happened in this movie too. It's been over a year since I watched all of these. They they fuck up shit in Sokovia. Oh yeah, they just that's they destroy that stupid ass city at the end. Yep, and like remember, it's like the spinny fidget spinner thing, and it goes into the sky. Ah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, also, and then Hulk gets blasted off to Sakaar. Vision who. Uh, watching the new series on Disney Plus, WandaVision, I've grown to like his character a lot more. This is the start of him. I... Yeah, Vision is probably, I'd say, one of the most... Hey, he has the most potential. He literally has the, the, the Mind Stone, which if you look at the stones, it's like double the size of all the I mean, he's ones. dead. Which... Wanda's just holding <laughs> his body hostage. Like, like yeah, I was talking about Ultron in, in Age of All. <laughs> Dude, I think it's Agatha the Witch. We'll see you tomorrow. Episode. When do they come out? Because I, I literally just watched like all five the other day. I hadn't watched them yet. Um, it comes out tonight at one a.m. I believe. Tonight at one a.m. Might have to stay up. Uh, but, but yeah, Vision. He he has the Mind Stone, and I just watched it during gym class. But uh, yeah, he has the Mind Stone, and pretty much, obviously, he could use like we see Thanos when he gets the stones. Even when he has one and two at the start, he still knows how to use them. I feel like Vision never really uses them. He just kind of flies around. And, I don't know. He's just kind of there. I feel like he doesn't he really can't really cool. use it because the Mind Stone, is, that's him. That's the only reason why he's a thing. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Getting into my number 10 spot, we have Captain America, the first Avenger. After receiving the Super Soldier Serum, Captain America rescues the 107th in- Infantry, which has a bunch of cool guys in it. And uh, takes down Hydra during World War II. Some pros. Number one, easily Peggy Carter. I have a hard eyes emoji. Oh my god, Peggy Carter. Wow. Uh, 107 infantry is a bunch of likable guys. They're a bunch of cool dudes. The dude with the top hat, the Asian guy. All cool dudes. Uh, and then I think Red Skull and Zola are really, really good villains as well. Um, obviously Hydra. And Hydra creates so much like exposition into the future movies, which with uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War, and a bunch of other movies. And that's what cons about. I feel like cons about this movie, there's really no major flaws. I just wish Howard Stark was a little more involved somehow. I was doing some quick math. Howard Stark had Tony at 53 years old. 
or later, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, Peggy Carter moves this moves this uh movie up easily a couple spots. <laughs> I love Peggy all right, Carter. Um... So here, much. Sorry. Um. Yeah. My my bad, guys. Her milkshakes bring all the. All right, chicks. We're at number ten right now. So just give us what you missed. All right. Uh. Wait. What, uh, I saw my. Yeah. My, all right. Wait. I just missed eleven. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, my, my. I'll just say my eleven spot was Iron Man two. Zip. Wait. No. 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 He missed twelve too. What was your twelve? Oh, twelve was Iron Man one. Oh. Okay. Well, that's so, yeah. bullshit, but okay. I bet my, my goddamn um, yeah, my phone died. <laughs> barely cracking the top ten. This might be a little, but well, this is post definitely a little biased because Thor is my favorite hero out of all the ones I've. Uh, Thor, the original Thor. Uh, I feel like this is one of the more underrated movies. Um, first of all, how he's introduced in this movie with um, Loki and Odin, I love that, and um. When he gets banished to Earth, it's all like the I don't know what what you call it, but like he, he doesn't he doesn't know what he's world. doing there. Like I, there's a word for it, fish out of water. That that comment, yeah. So he's he's never been. He doesn't know how to act. Like when they're in the the diner in that scene. Uh, that's like when I think of that. It's the yeah. one I remember. Uh, it also. <laughs> That's when he meets. I think that's when he meets Selvig and. Uh, yeah, Darcy. that's what I was gonna say. It also introduced like probably one of my favorite side characters, which is Darcy. I mean, yeah, I know. Wandavision. You're... Yeah. Do you have a crush on No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number ten spot is the for, uh the Avengers. Yes, first Avengers, and um, basically Loki turns into a goddamn dick and he steals the Tesseract. <laughs> and they have, I think, a, what is it, New York? Yeah. yeah. So Loki's got this. No, it's in fucking Chicago. All right, dude. so they have a fight. Ch- Loki's got a huge-ass army. And obviously the Avengers, it's their first, like, I don't know, they're all together and they got to stop Loki. And, yeah, they basically just kick Loki's ass. <laughs> so <laughs> It's like he's explaining it to, like, a three-year-old. <laughs> and then Loki... He just tries to bring an army, and they go pew, 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 and they try and take down I, the... I, I came on here for a podcast, not trying to get fucking harassed. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on to my number nine spot. It's going to be the best of this this franchise. is going to be Captain America Civil War. Uh, basically, after the events of Age of Ultron, the Avengers are requested to sign the Sokovia Accords, which gets approved by, like, 150 or whatever countries. Um... And and they're supposed to keep the heroes in line. Pretty much, it gives before the the Avengers really didn't have any like rules or limits on what they're supposed to do. The Sokovia Accords kind of keeps them in line. Uh, and when the Avengers disagree on the Accords, a battle breaks out. It's a six v six battle at the airport in Berlin. Uh, and pretty much another thing that happens is during the Accords, uh, a bombing happens, and uh, it's it's basically uh, Baron Zemo. And uh, he's trying to frame Bucky Barnes for it, the Winter Soldier. Uh, so pros of this movie is there's tons of characters get more background, which we see Spider-Man. This is the first time Spider-Man appears. Soldier gets a little bit more because uh, pretty much that he dives more in-depth to the Winter Soldier program, Super Soldier stuff. Uh, and Wanda gets some more uh, thing. Uh, thing. I can't, why can't I talk? Why can't I think? Yeah, she gets more background because she was kind of the one that ruined shit at the start of the movie. In Lagos, I believe it was. Oh, when the, what's it called? When the Black Panther's dad died. Yeah, he got like a the black. Panther. 
Yeah, and uh, I think Zemo was the ab- Zemo was the absolute perfect villain for this movie. Because uh, pretty much in the Civil War, they're fighting each other. And Zemo, he literally said to himself, I knew I couldn't take any of the Avengers down. I had to make them kill each other. And it was so smart. I loved the, the villain of Zemo. Uh, so conscious movie, if it probably this pro- movie probably should have been an Avengers three instead of a Captain America film, because it features like all the characters. Uh, and much of Zemo's background is still a mystery. All we really know is that he used to be a um, operative, and he had a son that passed away. That's really all we know. And I think he's actually the main villain in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. We saw the commercial come out on Super Bowl Sunday, and you could hear his voice. And uh, I think that's going to be a great villain for him. Uh, we're just going to try and see him get into the Winter Soldier's head again, which I love. I'm all about. So my number nine spot is Captain America uh, Civil War. And I just like to say every movie past this point are like I consider 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 movies after, after Civil War. Actually, I'd, be, I'd, I'd include Civil War as a 9 out of 10. Uh, my number nine spot, I think I have it at the highest out of anyone, is Captain Marvel. Uh, um. One thing that I don't like about this movie, I'll start off with the bad stuff, is like I said before, how Nick Fury got his uh, scar on the flurgan, dude. I love the flurgan. Goddamn cat. <laughs> Scratching his ass. That's bullshit. Um, but what I do like about this movie is kind of how uh, the Captain Marvel's character is kind of it's just like so unique from everyone else. Yeah, if you literally look it up, F L E R K E N, flurgan. Alien creatures resembling Earth cats in appearance and behavior. I, I don't care. How Captain Marvel um, like way more unique than anyone else because she doesn't really like know who she is. Like in Star Wars, is but then that turned out being it. Um, but Captain Marvel, people say she's a dull character, but I think that's kind of the whole point. It's also, I think she's just an. It's actor. also very cocky, which that is not yeah. a plus. See, I feel like Doctor Strange, bad movie, good character. Captain Marvel, good movie. I wouldn't say bad character, but underwhelming. Character. Uh, so introduces that uh, shit. Uh, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, she's dead. And wow. Agent Coulson. I like me some Agent Coulson. Wait, who's Monica Rambeau's daughter? Uh, Marissa. She's in the WandaVision series. WandaVision series. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. All right. Uh, my number nine and spot. And Summer Race Mom is an OnlyFans. Okay. Um, <laughs> keep, keep it going. All right. Well, um, my number nine spot is uh, Guardians Two. Might even get a fifteen bucks it. a month. Hell no. Okay. Um. Well, my number nine spot is just is Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Not even gonna try to explain it because I know I'm just gonna get harassed. So that's my number <laughs> nine spot. No fucking clue what the movie's about. I didn't write an MLA fucking format essay on it. (laughs) My number eight spot is Spider-Man Homecoming. 15-year-old Peter Parker just got off of his business trip, in quotations, in Berlin, Germany. And now he's going to be going up against his homecoming date's father, a shady weapons dealer with a vulture suit. Which I I really like this character that Michael Keaton portrays Vulture. Because he's not, he doesn't really have like bad motives. He's a normal dude. He just make, he make, he makes weapons from old scraps after the 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 Battle of New York. He, he's a weapons dealer, and he's just trying to make a living. He uh, got laid off of his job, and uh, just he wants to support his family, which I'm all about. And uh, cons of this movie is none. This movie is, I wouldn't, I mean, if there's no cons, I I guess it's perfect. It, it's a good movie. It's very entertaining. Uh, for me at number eight, I have 
Captain America Civil War. Um, the airport sequence in this movie in Berlin is probably my... Don't say it. Huh? Don't say it. What? It's not better than Infinity War or Endgame. I... No, <laughs> it's the best sequence and other, other. It's not even the best film in the. It's not even the best scene in the movie. The scene at the very end in uh, Siberia is better. No chance. Between between Iron Man and Captain America. No, the airport okay. sequence cool. is. Oh, I don't want to say it. Okay, other than the portal scene in Endgame, it's the best scene in any Marvel movie, and I'll stand by that. It's the first time that we really see near to what the full Avengers are apart from uh or what Guardian. about when Thor when the when the immigrant song's playing <laughs> when he's kicking ass with the lightning in his eye oh, like oh and Ooh. also uh sets up Wanda in WandaVision again which is awesome because like she's traumatized and then she starts holding people hostage like a maniac yeah that's it's very good. Alright. Um my number eight spot, Cole also added um Spider Man Homecoming. I mean, yeah, Cole pretty much covered all the key points and all and Spider Man just pulls a baddie. Alright. Getting into the number seven spot, I have Ant Man. Uh basically what happens in this movie is Dr. Hank wow. Pym recruits former convict Scott Lang to be the new person in the Ant Man suit trying to take down Darren Cross, who is the villain. He's trying to make an army of the Yellow Jacket soldiers, which is pretty much just like a tiny, it's also like a tiny soldier, but it's, it's kind of like the Wasp, but it's the Yellow Jacket. Uh, pro to this movie is Paul Rudd is absolutely hilarious, like he is in every movie. Uh, and Michael Douglas is great as Hank Pym. I like Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. And the fight scene is Cassie's bedroom is also really cool when they're fighting on the Thomas the Tank Engine. But obviously they're really small, so it looks like a real train. I think it's really cool. And cons this movie is none. Ant-Man is a fantastic movie. It's hilarious. I really like Ant-Man. It's my number seven spot. That's how good I have a con. Movie. It's number seven. What's your con? Uh, Paul Rudd's parents are cousins. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> they're second cousins. It's acceptable. What? No, no, not really. Leave. You know his parents are both from England, so te- and he grew up in England until he was ten. But he spent so much time in America; he's got that American accent. We don't have an accent; we talk normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number. <laughs> what do you mean? We definitely have an accent. No, we just talk just how normal people talk. <laughs> you just don't know because we live here. British people think they don't have an accent either. They think we have an accent. Oh, they have an accent, obviously. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so my number seven spot's uh, the original Avengers. This is the only movie on this list that I saw in theaters. And really? I was like, maybe five. <laughs> I've seen every single Marvel movie since 2015 in theaters. This is the only one I saw in theaters. I couldn't tell you much from it other than uh, one of my other favorite scenes in you when Hulk was being a badass and like Loki was trying to. Oh. Him, and then Hulk grabs him by the leg and just starts throwing him around like a fucking rip. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, also one of the like funniest scenes in that movie. And um, uh, also Battle New York. And then the best end credit scene in any Marvel MCU movie. Basically setting up everything to come. And I think they did it perfectly. I don't think Thanos needed to be in that movie at all. 
I think he needed to be in that movie. Oh, he thinks. All right, uh, my number seven spot. I got Black Panther once again. Not gonna try to explain it. It's just an overall great movie. Number seven. Explain the movie. No, no. do it. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Number six spot. I got Captain America: Winter Soldier. After an assassination attempt on Nick Fury, Hydra gets revealed, not to the public quite yet, that happens at the end of the movie, gets revealed to the remaining uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., people on the good side, and uh, the, uh, Nick Fury has the help of Winter Soldier, uh, or no, Hydra has the help of Winter Soldier, which is, we later find out, Bucky Barnes, Captain America, Black Widow, and their new friend Sam Wilson have to defeat Hydra before it's too late, before those helicarriers get in the air and take people out. Uh, some pros of this movie. Uh, adding back Bucky was a fantastic idea. Probably the best decision. Any, I, I couldn't tell you directed this movie. Maybe, maybe a Feige, Kevin Feige, maybe. Uh, great idea. I, after he uh, fell off the uh, the train in uh, the first Avenger, a lot of people thought his uh, time in the MCU was over. I think it was a great, great add. Uh, Sam Wilson is also a great add to the MCU. He's really awesome. Great character. Uh, and Doctor Zola computer scene was super, super insightful. Uh, pretty much when they go back to Camp Lehigh to uh, after the chip leads them to this, and basically we re- re- it gets revealed that Doctor Zola, he he his body's dead. He's probably by if he was alive in the year 2014 when this movie came out, he'd be probably 130, 140 years old. But his brain is still awake in the computers, and basically I think it's super super cool, and it just shows how the technology in the MCU is uh super advanced. And there's some cons about this movie is Alexander Pierce pisses me off. I don't know why. He kind of reminds me of Donald Trump. Fuck Alexander Pierce. A bit oh. extreme. Correct. Um, I know. My I number said. six spot is... Oh, not the best. Second. Nope. Shit. Third, third best standalone film in the franchise. And I have uh, the original Iron Man. Uh, I just like this because it's where it all it's like where everything started everything stemmed from this um, and even in the end credit scene you can tell that they're trying to set up the Avengers from that where uh, Tony starts meeting up with Nick Fury in that but also probably the best origin story I would say when he's in the cave uh, they like montage through that right? and then he just comes up with the Iron Man shield and starts fucking people up with a minigun and that is, Ooh, that is very, very cool. Also, the uh, probably one of the stronger villains in the MC. Uh, what's his name? Fucking oh, Obadiah Stain. Shit Stain. <laughs> Shit Stain. What's your sixth spot? All right, my number six spot is uh, Civil War, and I really can't do anything on it because cool. What would you have it like your eight spot, nine spot? It was my Civil War was number nine. Yeah, Cole covered every. Oh, I'm like. It was it, it was a perfect explanation. Like uh, the villain, he knew he couldn't he knew he couldn't kill the Avengers, so he had to just what's the villain? No, name? he had to have him kill each other. Starts with a Z. <laughs> Last name. It's Bell. It's Baron Zemo. Fuck, I was gonna say that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Number six spot is Civil War. Moving into the top five. Uh, Black Panther, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Awful death. A uh, what happens in this movie is after the death of his father, uh, Tichanka, I think his name is Tichala, who is his son, returns home to Wakanda to take his rightful place as king until he has to fight for the crown with his cousin named Killmonger. Uh, Spurs about this movie is Michael B. Jordan plays a fantastic villain. I really like him, and I hope he returns in the sequel. At the end of the movie, we see him get stabbed by Tichala. 
but we didn't really ever see him die, so he could be back for uh, Black Panther 2. Uh, also, a very, very good soundtrack. One of the better ones. I'd say probably top five. Uh, I think it's, like, all, almost all of it's, like, Kendrick Lamar, which who the hell isn't like Kendrick Lamar? I like Kendrick Lamar. And uh, only kind of I thought this movie's a little too gruesome. I don't like blood, and you see a lot of blood in this movie, but it's fine. It, it's cool. You can get over it. Number five, Black Panther. There's only four movies better than this in the entire MCU. Um, my number five spot uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't know. My favorite part about this movie is, again, probably the soundtrack, mainly. Because it's probably the best soundtrack in like film history, apart from Star Wars. And that's not even a soundtrack. That's just, just orchestra. Um, <laughs> what Star Wars movie do you think is the best... Uh... Soundtrack. I'd say number one, Phantom Menace. That scene where they're fighting Darth Maul. That was pretty cool. Nah, I like. Kings is probably like, who's Darth Maul? <laughs> yeah, who is Darth Maul? <laughs> dude, watch the and, damn uh, movies. With Guardian. I dude, we can I come on here like a week from now after Chiggs watches all the Star Wars movies and rank them those too. Very very thing fun. Thing I was gonna point out about Guardians is that that it has the second best line or phrase in any Marvel MCU movie. Apart from I am Iron Man, of course. Uh, it's uh, we are Groot. That is very <laughs> strong stuff. Surprisingly, we are Groot. Yeah, that's probably going nuts after that one. Yeah. Um. My number. My number um, five spot is also Guardians. Uh, please just cover it again, and I wasn't going to explain it anyway. Things. So yeah. There's no point in coming on the damn podcast if you're not talking. <laughs> No, I didn't. I said two things that I liked about it. <laughs> Those are the two things I liked about it. <laughs> one song. Spot, I have Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll have to explain it like pigs. Basically, what happens is a bunch of misfits meet at a prison and devise a plan to bust out of the prison and make some major, major cash uh, by capturing the Power Stone and selling it to uh, Yondu or whatever the hell his name is. Or no, I don't know if it's Yondu, but it's some other guy he's trying to sell it to. Some Christmas movies. All the characters are awesome. I really don't have any bad ones because Mantis isn't it yet. Fuck Mantis. Uh, best soundtrack out of all the movies. I actually have a Spotify playlist with every single Guardians of the Galaxy song. Like name one it. song from the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy. Name what one song from the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy. No. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Do you know the song? Uh, and the end fight scene is one of the best in the entire MCU. That's when, uh, not sure at all. It's between it's dance off. No, not that. But when they're having uh, John C. Riley, whatever his planet's name is, and then the Xandarians, uh, it's, it's really cool. I like it when they when they have the uh, the planes or the starships and they go up and like form the thing. Very very cool. Uh, and, and this is the first time actually we get introduced to Nebula, who's actually a very I don't like her, but she's a very uh, underrated character, I'd say, just because of how much she has to do with the plot of the MCU. Cons, uh, absolutely not. This movie's fantastic. It just misses out on my top three, though. Garden, yeah. uh, my number four spot, I probably, well, I most definitely have it higher than both of you, uh, is Avengers Endgame. I found this movie very, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's your four spot, it's pretty good. I mean, it's good great. It kind of has to be good. Just because the payoff, the amount of payoff, and the, all those sick ass scenes it has, but I just find it overrated. Um, I'm not a big fan of long ass movies like that, so it was kind of tough to 
That's the Titanic. You see boobs in that one. Shut up. Chase is gone again. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of tough to sit through the full three hours. But once you get to that final stretch, the third act of the movie, it all pays off. Obviously, it's all worth it. With the the portal scene, everyone coming in, that is badass. Badass. On your left, you got the best line in Marvel movie history (laughs) with I am Iron Man. So, hell yeah. What about Avengers Assemble? Pretty cool, too. And on your left. Should have gone for the head. uh, Talk about... Ooh, I I agree with that one. Uh, But my number three spot is also going to be Avengers Endgame. This is what happens in this movie. Five years after the events of Infinity War. We're number four. What? Oh, shit, no. Chick's gone, my bad. Uh, five years after the events of Infinity War, the remaining Avengers who didn't get snapped away try and bring everyone back through time travel, through the quantum realm. And uh, stuff I like about this movie is time travel is awesome, and we get to re- relive some moments from the past. And the end fight scene is one of the most memorable, se- memorable scenes in not only MCU history, but film history. And uh, everyone gets along again, because before uh, Iron Man and Captain America, they were kind of beefing. Uh, but the the beef gets settled here. They they don't beef anymore in this one. Only kind of about this movie, you, you said it was three hours long. Uh, and Fat Thor, Fat whoever idea it was to have Fat Thor, I hope they got fucking fired. Fuck Fat Thor. I like cool Thor. <laughs> That's my number three spot. Oh, and another thing about Endgame. Uh, shit, when uh, Captain America is carrying uh, Thor's hammer. That's all. Very bad. Yeah, I saw a video of the uh, theater reaction to it. Oh my god, they were going crazy because in Age of Ultron, they all had the competition to pick it up. And Captain America, you almost got he, it. Like nudged but, it a yeah. little bit, and uh, Thor's like, "Oh, that shit was not supposed to happen." And it happened. There you go. Um, so we got number three. Uh, personally, probably my favorite movie: uh, the, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm. It's good. It's not top. I'm not a huge fan of um, Chris Evans and Captain America, but Bucky the Winter is my favorite villain in any of these movies. Fuck Thanos. Fuck everyone else. It's goddamn Bucky. He is. It's so cool seeing him get fucking mind controlled the whole time by uh, what's his name. He doesn't get mind con- no. He gets mind controlled in a civil war. Oh no! I guess he gets mind controlled here too. Yeah. Shield. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just love how he can like fight on the same level as Captain America too. Also, the elevator scene. <laughs> That's badass, and they revisit that in Endgame, I think too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They do. My number two spot is going to be Thor Ragnarok. After a few years in exile, uh, Loki puts him in exile. He's forced him there. Odin finally passes away, releasing Hela, Odin's firstborn. She's the goddess of death. Loki, Thor, Hulk, who's in this movie, and Valkyrie, who gets introduced, uh, they team up to take her down and save Asgard. Uh, fantastic soundtrack. You, you forgot someone. All the cool you forgot someone. Meek? It's Korg. Well, no, Korg you said Korg, Korg was the rock, dude. Nah, you didn't. You don't know this movie. Come on. No, you Korg said Meek the was the rock, dude. dude. Shut up! Oh yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. All the things that's the car are super, super cool. Uh, with the Grand Master, I like him. 
the Lord of Thunder. Uh, that was awesome. And I think that, yeah, like I said before, this film saved the Thor franchise. If this film flopped like the, the other two did, it would not be a good look on, on really Thor hope, as a character. Really probably won't be. Well, it's got Natalie Portman. You never know. Ooh. And Natalie Portman's not even a good actor. She's just hot. <laughs> she's, as she's not a bad actor. She's better than fucking Aiden Christensen. Aiden Christensen's a good actor. <laughs> He's had a bad character. He was. It wasn't written Stinks. well for him. All right. Uh, my number two spot's also Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the funniest movie in this uh, franchise by a mile. Uh, even the opening. It, it's no. It's not funnier than this. Uh, the even the opening scene of this movie when he's getting intimidated by that big ass lava guy. I don't know who the hell it is. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Even that, where it's supposed to be like intense, and they just start joking around. Uh, or spinning around the cape. Korg is probably my one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Just a rock paper scissors joke for you. <laughs> it's not like a real circle. It's like a really really off, green ghost. circle. Also, <laughs> I I love um, the Hulk in this movie. I know you probably don't, but. <laughs> The scenes with the with the Hulk in this movie are awesome. We really haven't seen him like this before. He's like, roll. Yeah, this is the first time he, he was the Hulk for two years now. Normally, he's the Hulk for like a couple couple hours, maybe a day or two at a time. This is when he, he like really couldn't control it, which is kind of weird. And then he turns back into Banner and then goes back to Thor. And uh, takes down that weird dog thing. That's Hella. Hella's yeah, a great, say, great villain too. The dog, that the actress that plays her is like in her fifties too. It's kind of weird. Hella's probably but... my next favorite villain after uh, fucking Bucky Winter Soldier. That's fair. Going into my number one spot, the best MCU film ever uh, is going to be Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, this movie covers Thanos' conquest around the galaxy, trying to attain all six Infinity Stones, so he could, uh, and I think a lot of people just think he's just being a bad guy to be a bad guy. He genuinely believes in his cause, even though it's a very, very crazy and shitty cause. It's basically that a lot of planets around the universe have a lot of suffering and, um, uh, a lot of hunger across their worlds. Uh, and basically his plan is to at random, wipe half of the the population of all those planets away to the other, and it's completely random. It's not through wealth or male or female or age. It's just completely random, and basically the people on those planets could flourish. The other half could flourish instead of being hungry and poor. Uh, and obviously, I don't want to be wiped away into nothingness forever, so obviously the Avengers are going to try and stop them. I love every single part of this movie. The heroes lose, and I love it. You never see really ever where uh, the end of a movie results in a hero's loss, which is just fantastic. Favorite movie ever created, not MCU, not superhero movie ever. Every single movie I've ever seen, Infinity War is easily the best. Uh, maybe Revenge of the Sith comes close. That's really the only other one. And uh, the fight scene in Wakanda is super entertaining where they're all teaming up, and uh, you get the... You get the one gorilla dude and his army. You get the Wakandan armies. And it's basically a race against the clock where they have to get the, the Mind Stone out of Vision's head so they can destroy it. And uh, really, really cool. Best movie I've ever seen. Uh, my number one spot, same thing, Infinity War. Uh, my biggest thing with this movie is, yeah, I think you mentioned it, 
Uh, I love movies that don't end like the way that they're supposed to, or that every movie ends, and that's just. It's just different seeing the heroes lose and seeing, like, the villains on top. Uh, a lot of my other favorite movies in franchise. And it, really, if you think about it, some villains are only villains just because the directors paint it that way. Let's say, like, as obviously the Avengers Infinity War is most of it is from the perspective of the Avengers. If you put it from the perspective of Thanos, you would think Thanos is doing the right thing just because of the way they word stuff and shape it. Which is kind of weird, but uh, it's kind of a thought. That's why in Star Wars they don't really direct it as the good and evil; it's just kind of the light side and the dark side, because both um, sides have their cause. I guess yeah, say. and um, uh, my did I already say this? My favorite movies and other franchises are usually ones that don't end how they're supposed to. Harry Potter, for example. I know you love that series. <laughs> Harry Potter's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Potter? My favorite movie is the one uh, Half Blood Prince, where uh, Snape kills uh, Dumbledore. That's sorry, spoiler. In case you're watching, I mean, I mean, if you guys know the SNL skit, Hermione Grosper, that's the only Harry Potter thing I like. Very, very. That that's actually Lindsay Lohan in the scene. Thank you, Lindsay Lohan, for that scene, that skit. But. Yeah, I think that should wrap up our list. It was an hour and 15 minutes of straight goodness. 23 movies we discussed. Uh, Petey is still here, but Chiggs has left. I think he got sick and tired of being roasted so much. an hour and 15 or 55 minutes? We're at 77 minutes. Oh, yeah, you you left in the middle. We're at 77 minutes. But I hope we can do this again with Star Wars movies. It'd only be half the time, probably, because there's only 11 films. Uh, But we need Chiggs to watch those movies. I think he would like them. Uh, my number one spot would be Revenge of the Sith. It wouldn't even come close. And Rise the last Skywalker. one is easily oh. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Rise Skywalker's number three. You're high, dude. Thank you for joining me. That was really fun. Normally, every other podcast we've ever ha- had on here, I think we've made 30 to 40 episodes uh, in our podcast history. None of the, All of them have been about sports. This is the first time we've kind of branched out. And I really enjoyed it. Everyone listening, uh, thank you for joining me, and uh, have a great day.